It is I Am Live and it is a Friday evening. You're hanging out with myself, Given Illustrative, and Charles Dutoy as well. Now, tonight we're having a conversation that many of us might want to ignore. Um, and it is the mm. conversation about how have you spent your finances throughout the year? Have you been responsible or have you been a bit a bit of a prodigal? Now, we know the, the story of the prodigal son. Uh, a prodigal is basically someone who squanders his inheritance. Um, and I know that you might be tempted to think that they squander and then they repent. That's in the Bible. <laughs> but generally, a, a prodigal just refers to someone who squanders their wealth or their inheritance. Now, we're tonight having the conversation about... Um, if you look throughout the year and you look at the way that you've spent your money, you look at the way that you've handled your budget, if you do budget, if you look at the way that you've been, um, you know, treating and dealing with um, you, the things that you crave, you know, or mm. get in the store and you get that little chocolate. Have you been on the side of overdoing it or have you kept it under control? Um, now, because this is a reflective conversation, as we tend to do during December, mm. uh, we look back on all the mistakes that we might have made and how we can move forward from those mistakes because the last thing we want to do is to use this conversation as a way of putting a cloud over your head uh, mm. where you just feel guilty and condemned and oh woe is me um, I've taken my finances and went and gambled them where and where which definitely do not do uh, but we want to emphasize and focus more on moving on mm. right um, yeah so we're going to get into that or rather, we're definitely getting into it right now. Um, how have you spent your finances throughout the year? So I can say myself that if I look at 2021, I can with confidence um, say that I I have to an extent not, I have not made the best of decisions all the time. There have been moments where instead, I mean, for, for one, like in terms of eating out, um, I've made very bad decisions in that <laughs> regard. Um, eating out or takeout? Takeouts. Yeah. So eating, eating. Actually, that's that's a very good distinction. I didn't think yeah. of that. So most specifically, takeouts. So yeah. ordering food to eat at work, to eat at home, rather than going out to eat. Uber mm. Eats. Yo, if they don't know me by name by now. <laughs> <laughs> so this is me using myself as a sacrificial lamp to say, you know what, I'm putting myself up front and saying, I've made bad financial decisions. So if mm. you've made bad financial decisions, we're not here as the gurus. Charles mm. and I will be the first to confess that we've made a mistake here and there. Mm. And to, to what we want to do tonight is to discuss ways in which we can move forward from that. But more importantly, this is the question that we're answering. Am I too young to be focusing on my fina finances or how I spend financially? So that's where you're, I'm going to leave Charles to take <laughs> it right there. So the interesting thing is, uh, if I look back at my, my school days, my friends usually were into two categories, right? You get the ones that splash and splurge and spend all the money. And then you get those that's actually quite... I don't want to say stingy, but let's say conservative spenders, right? And if I compare them to where we are in our lives now, the ones that were more conservative with their money actually had a, and I realize that now, literally, that they had a bud budget back then 
that's because they're able to keep a budget now, which is in high school, which they are the guys that's currently owning property already, right? They so were the you mean like because they were able to keep a budget back then, um, they're able to continue doing it now? Yes, okay. I believe so. So let me make use of a metaphor. The One of the best golf players in South Africa is Gary Player. Right? Yeah. He's a quite old gentleman at this stage. But he had this rule, I can't remember where, and it might not even be a Gary player, come to think of it. But he had this rule with regards to the age of people that he would teach golfing, right? That he would assist with golfing. And the reason for that is because he said he can't teach someone, let's say, for instance, says older than 23, he can't teach you to golf or get you to play better golf at the age of 23 because it's going to take him longer to assist you to unlearn the bad skills that you've had, that it's going to take him to teach you to play proper golfing. And I think that, or proper golf, that is the exact same situation with our finances. If we do not start at a very early age, to um, manage your finances properly, I think that's that's we're getting into a danger zone. So I always make the statement that I say that I say that the best time to start managing your finances properly is like last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The second best time, definitely. yeah. The second best time is now. So start doing your finances now. Yeah. Um, I also within 2021, if I look back at my bad financial decisions, is the one that uh, the biggest one probably for me is the fact that that I've had a budget but I never and there's just something that happens when you put ink on paper but I never had it uh, typed out or printed mm. so I always keep it in my mind right but the problem with that is is you didn't necessarily you do not necessarily see that the the deficit that you're going into so you know that listen I need to pay this that and the other thing so I've got thousand rand to spend on on uh, takeout clothing whatever the case might yeah. be right so now you go and you spend it and then you put in diesel and then you forget that listen the deficit is sort of growing now mm -hmm. so you don't still i don't still have that thousand bucks because i've actually spent a part of it and that is why i believe that if you have a budget it can't be in your head you need to type it out and write yeah. it down yeah because calculus just doesn't work in your head you need to <laughs> physically see it um then that's that's my biggest flaw that i've mm. made the second one that i've noticed is exactly that which you and i was talking about earlier the fact that there's a difference between takeout and and eating out mm. because i'm very uh stingy i don't like spending so there's no need for me i feel that it's a total waste of money to um to buy takeout and to eat out because i mean i can cook my wife a proper meal at home that's the yeah. way i feel because yeah. i can and i'm not being prideful or boastful about it but i know how to cook and i know what tastes nice and more specifically i know what she likes i see yeah and then one day the holy spirit convicted me of this thing like but you're not taking your wife out for dinner for you to enjoy it you understand you're taking her out for dinner for her to enjoy it so that's when i realized like this in my stinginess to a certain degree I need to budget for spending time as well as man money on my family or on relationships um, willfully, basically. Making a conscious decision that this amount of money is not for me. It's for the time going to be spent on my family, meaning that I take my wife my kids to the zoo or whatever the case might be. But you need to budget for that thing. And if I don't budget for that thing, I'm not going to take her because I feel like there's no money in my budget for it. Yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> and then I lose out on actually something that's more worthwhile than the money in the bank. 
which is relationships. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. That that is such an important thing. So I think you you just brought out um or brought up rather um the something a, a dynamic that we also do need to touch on the fact that uh bad financial decisions don't only relate to you not saving. Sometimes mm. it's about sometimes people make the mistake of not spending. Yes. when it's time to spend. Um, and, and that's a very, very good distinction to make. And it really, really, you might be asking yourself, but like, what are you guys actually saying? <laughs> should we be spending or should we be saving? You really do need, we can't tell you what to do because mm. only you will know what what to do and when. And it's much like, uh, Charles, you've mentioned before that uh, there's a there's a, um, a, a financial advisor. Remember, he, what's his name again? Craig Hill. Yes, Craig Hill, who says that um, I can give teach you the fi- uh, principles of finances and mm. how to manage it. But when it comes to where to invest it, whether to leave this field and go there, that's the Holy Spirit's job. Yes. Um, so that part you need to discipline yourself in maturing to a point mm. where you learn and you can discern that no I should spend here I shouldn't spend here mm. uh, but mainly coming back to the point of um, speaking to someone who is let's say in high school or varsity um, and you're wondering to yourself like why should I be worried about my finances because my parents are taking care of me they're paying for rent they're paying for food uh, the clothes on my back Uh, whether or not you come from a privileged family I think when you're still in high school the majority of us have our expenses taken care of Um, the thing about it is this there's a concept in business known as runway Um, this is specifically for those who are looking for in fact anybody who's in business you need to have some runway and what where that concept concept comes from is from when a, a, a when you take a flight or when an airplane is about to leave the ground there is some space on the ground that the plane needs in order to build up enough momentum for the law of lift to kick in yes. and then it starts flying basically on 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 the in in the air or whatever um, so the point up with that is that when you start a business you need some runway you need that space on the ground so that your business can can travel without making any profit, which yeah. is the main point of this analogy, is that your business might not make any profit for a number of years until you get, maybe this is usually like three to five years, until you get to that point where it starts making profit and the investors start making revenue or they can start mm. seeing ROI, return on investment. Mm. Um, the reason that I bring that up is not because this is a business conversation, but I'm trying to make a practical example that if you don't start learning how to manage money in your youth and you're thinking you're only going to worry about it when you reach your your adult life right Mm. when you start working then you'll start focusing on making a budget the problem with that is you have wasted so much of your runway because the point of a runway is to make the mistake the mistakes as fast as possible while you still have your grace period Mm. um, and you have your grace period right now. I mean, imagine if you'd learn your finances before um, spending wrongly has any major consequences. By the time you you start working, you already understand the principles of money. Uh, Whereas, I mean, it's much like those people who say, um, I'm going to start learning how to be a husband when I'm engaged. For now, I can just live whatever <laughs> life I want to live. And I want you to touch on that, the problem with that, Charles. 
the, when I used to gym quite a lot, we always had this statement that uh, people come to the gym in November because they want to look good in December, right? But it's in the winter times when you get the, the, the seriously devoted people that when it comes December, those guys are looking great. Do you understand? So we always had the statement saying that summer bodies are made in the winter. You see, and that's the exact same thing with, with regard, regards to finances. Summer finances are made in, in winter times, right? So if you're not trained or guided or being mentored with regards to your finances, the first paycheck when you get in, it's going to last you a weekend. Because you don't know how much money that is, right? Yeah. You've got a you've got a idea of the decimal uh, value of it, if I can put it that way. But money has got different re- it's got this different amounts have different values. For instance, uh, paying fifty bucks at McDonald's for chips and hamburger is not a lot. But if they if you can buy fifty bucks and you give it to a guy that hasn't eaten in two days. That's a lot. You understand? So the value, there's different values that's pertaining to it. Now, you don't know the value of money if you're not being trained the value of money or taught the value of money from a very early age. So say, for instance, you get a job after uh, high school and you start as a casual worker or whatever. I think casual workers nowadays roughly get about 4,000 rand, let's say. It's not a lot of money, but if you don't know how to use money, it's going to seem like a lot. Like, yeah. Do you know how many candy yeah. bars you can buy with 4,000 rand? Exactly. You're going to do that the first month. In the second month, you're going to see how many <laughs> how many uh, pairs of pants you can buy or whatever. And month six, month seven down the line, you realize this money is not working out for me anymore because I don't know how to use it, how to spend it. But when you've been budgeting for a very, very long time, you would notice that uh, or you would probably t- be taught that you need a certain amount of your budget to go to you and then cover your expenses because you know there's um a two a two is the company do you know the guys from our two can't you remember the ceo so. from our two but he's got this financial planning thing and he always makes the statement pay yourself first because if you only if all your money is going to debt you'll never be happy and you'll never be fruitful mm. in what you're trying to do because we need to remember that money is something that god has, has given us yeah we, we're, we're forced unfortunately into a worldly system but god mm. is still using money and his kingdom is in need of money um I was literally in a meeting now this morning about a big, like a very big uh, Christian organization, missions organization that has lost their building. Oh, wow. They lost their building because they don't have necessarily money to pay it because nobody gave to missionaries during COVID. That's because a lot of people suffer financially. And literally in that meeting, they said, we lost this. And another guy raised his hand up and he said, you know what? We've got some open spaces. Um, You're welcome to move to us. Meaning that the one is a very wealthy church and the other one is one that's struggling. But the wealthy church, because God has blessed them financially, they are able to take care of the other company. So money is not a bad thing. We get bad habits from money and that's where the problem comes in. Yeah, yeah. That's such a good point. Like pointing out the... Because we tend to demonize money. Yes. Yeah, and there's a there's a bad culture that goes around, especially now, um, since we have, you know, the, the some, I think we have the wealthiest people of all time. Like there's mm. never been this many billionaires. Wealthy people. Ever. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, so we've we tend we've developed a tendency to demonize the wealthy for good reasons to a certain extent, uh, but it's important for us to understand that the wealth and riches are not the problem. Uh, mm. The problem are the the hearts of those who have it, mm. um, and how they're trained and groomed, and like you mm. were speaking now, um, how they're taught what value is. Mm. Um, you know, like you look at, um, I think it was William Booth, if I remember correctly, who made a lot of money throughout his ministry, um, and then by the time he died, he literally was buried with the clothes on his back and like seven spoons or something, mm. uh, which which is really really something. I mean, he wrote books, he had. Had orphanages. He had, you, you know, started the Salvation Army. Yeah, yeah. You see what I mean. So mm. literally, his ministry was based on giving, yes. um, and he never had the idea of building wealth and to uh, improve upon his own security. Um, which, oh, like, I'm thinking of it now, and I'm like, that is major and intense trust in God right there. Yeah. Like, honestly speaking. Uh, but anyways, um, he did a lot of good through money. His mm. money grew and he was able to help others. So there is an extent to which it can be selfish for you to want to live a modest lifestyle. And you might think to modest in the sense of, I don't want to make any more money than this. As long as I have a car, house, you're thinking of yourself when you think yes, that way. Yes. Um, and you're, you're not thinking of the things that once you're taken care of, then allow God to give you more. Because when you're, if a little satisfies you, that means the more God gives you, the more you can take out and give mm. to your neighbor, you know, and find creative ways that you can give. But now what I wanted to get into are some of the habits that, are developed by young people in like high school and varsity. In primary, I mean, you get five rands and you'll spend it on some stock sweets. Mm. Um, I remember we used to buy um, sour worms and mm. um, ice lollies and, you know, what and is... you share it. That's a... Yeah, Some exactly. Some primary sharing is normal. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Um, and now you you reach high school and varsity, especially in varsity, right? In high school, a lot of people, some people get into the habit of having a good time, like literally just wanting to hang out with your friends mm. or skip school and go and spend money somewhere. Um, whenever you get your reports, you buy alcohol and you mm. go have fun. And it's becoming very prevalent right now. Um, and here's here's the thing, right? The sad part is that money, if 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 approached with principle and discipline, you don't even need ridiculous religious type of discipline. If you would just approach it by taking a little and setting it aside, mm. invest putting it in an in a investment account that'll cost you close to nothing, mm. it will eventually grow. That's what it does. It's like literally there are some seeds. It's like planting, right? Actually, it's easier. <laughs> if we're being honest, it's easier than growing a farm because yeah. there's some seeds that require a lot of water, right? Mm. Um, if we're talking about starting and building a business, then that's a different story because yeah. business requires a lot of work. But putting money in a savings account and allowing it to grow, grow um, mm. interest, then, I mean, and putting it in uh, easy equities, that's that's requires zero effort well <laughs> minimal effort minimal i should effort, say sure. yeah but what i want us to talk about are some of the toxic tendencies that happen especially in varsity where you know every you'll have your puza thursdays i was speaking to a friend recently who's now very financially savvy mind you um and and he's grown his wealth quite a lot but he was telling me that back in varsity he used to they used to start drinking thursday friday saturday sunday monday they slow down 
come back again Thursday, Friday, Goodness. Saturday, Sunday. And and this is quite honest. In as much as he's reached a certain level level of wealth now, but imagine if he had started being savvy and financially having financial intelligence yeah. back when he was in varsity and back when he started working. Right? Imagine if he had literally as little as hundred rands a month. Mm. Liter or fifty rands a month will make a huge difference. You know, I've I've also noticed that due to the fact that we no longer carry cash, money has lost its value to us. Because you don't see it. You understand That's what I so mean? That's so true. Yeah. You don't see when it, nowadays it's even easier because I mean every second guy's got a Yoko so you can spend money at more places. It's mm. easier to spend money at places. And you can pay with your cell phone or pay with your smartwatch. You see, nothing is literally just tapping on the machine and the money is out, but you don't literally see the money going and exchanging mm, hands. Mm. So that's why I've noticed that, that my father's generation, um, probably a bit younger than them still, carry around cash a lot more than what our generation, our generation do not have cash. Oh, In I fact, see. our generation, I don't know about you, Given, but a lot of my friends don't have wallets. Mm. They've got card wallets. Because you need your driver's license and your and your check card. That's mm. basically what mm. you need, right? Whereas my mom and my dad and some of my friends that's a bit older than what I am, they would still have cash. Because if you go to to the the garage and you need to fill up with fuel, and you ask the guy for two hundred bucks, you're not gonna get out of the car and take out the two hundred bucks and break another hundred for the ten rand cool drink that you wanna buy. But it's easy to do that when you just tap the card. You understand? Exactly. Yeah. No, I'll pay inside. Go and pour the, the coke or whatever with, and poops, and you sit, and you don't feel the money. Mm. But if there's three less buffaloes in your wallet, <laughs> all of a sudden, I don't like this. Uh, I like the spare buffalo that was there, or the purple madiba, whatever your way of calling <laughs> it, right? Yeah. But that makes a huge difference. And again, coming back with when I realized with what my friends did and where they are now, that my friends that that's actually quite that I consider wealthy now also started working in high school, mm. and they went in varsity, and then then got a full time employment. But they started doing casual work at the age of fifteen or sixteen years old. Yeah, when you were legally allowed to do that, mm. right? So. When the first paycheck comes, they realize, look, there's certain expenses that I do need to cover. Um, I, In fact, as I've got a friend that his dad, when he turned 18, his dad said to him, now you're going to start paying rent at this house. Now you need to realize that stuff isn't cheap. It just, just doesn't come your way, right? You need to practice money. And it literally takes practice, like sport. Money takes practice, right? So what he did is then when the first paycheck come, uh, came his way, he realized, like, listen, the first part is you go to rent. Um, and you you pay your rent and you pay your you um, pay the municipality bills and then you're covered then you're sorted. That's the main thing. And the yeah. excess or the the excess above that is what you pay to watch a movie or whatever the case might be. Um, and I realized with the guys that started very very early on in life, they're the ones that's l well probably not light years away from where I am, <laughs> but they are feels like a light feels year. like a light year away from. <laughs> From, from where I'm at. Um, but to be all honest, um, I can't remember who's the guy that made the statement. But he made the statement like, if you're not happy now, you're obviously not going to be happy when you get that new bigger paycheck. 
Yeah, yeah, I get you. Don't don't think that the saving all the spending of money is going to provide you with with joy. Mm, that, that's mm. the downfall of money, obviously, as well. Yeah, which is actually what I wanted wanted us to get into before we reach the conclusion of this uh, conversation. Um, so we've we've now spoken about how um, you need to start early managing mm. finances, and we've spoken about a few tips that you can do in order to do so. So the first one we've introduced is the fact that you need to learn the principles of money. Um, And just hearing them is not enough. You need to put them to practice. So if someone tells you that, for example, there's a book called The Richest Man in Babylon, and you also mentioned one principle right now, right? Mm. Uh, Which is the fact that you need to pay yourself first. Um, So The Richest Man in Babylon recommends that you pay yourself a tithe. Uh, so if you're earning, let's say, 5,000 rands, a tenth of that would be 500 rands, yes. right? So you take 500 rands and you put it in a savings account. Like it's non-negotiable. As much as you would not negotiate, well, for those who don't, those who you would not negotiate paying tithe at church. You mm. do not negotiate that your tithe. Then the rest you can fit into your budget. But your budget always has to have those. And your rent. Your rent is non-negotiable. Electricity is a non-negotiable. Mm. Um, you should make that tenth as non-negotiable um, as the as all of those. Um, that's a one principle. We can't mention all of them. Yes. But it does work because it goes towards, first of all, saving into having an emergency account which is something the Bible also recommends for rainy days. Mm. Um, And then also having finances that you have just lying in. So first you start with an emergency account because anything can happen Mm -hmm. to your car, to your (laughs) house, to your kids. Um, And then following... can happen, will happen. Will definitely happen. That's very (laughs) true. It will. If if not one, the other. Mm. You know, something is going to happen. Mm. So have some rainy day money and be very, very stingy about it. That's where you have full right to be stingy Mm. and as stingy as you want. Um, Do not, no matter how much another person is in need, you treat that money like it doesn't exist. Um, It is only accessible when something is a real emergency. Like Mm. you literally cannot go, life cannot continue. uh, Or like, and by emergency, I don't mean someone has to die necessarily. (laughs) Like your car puncturing is a bit of an an emergency. Or if you use your laptop for work and it breaks down and you need to get it fixed, that's an emergency. If your kids are ill and you need to put some extra money for them for your medical aid to cover the rest, that's an emergency. Mm. Um, So those are just a few principles. Um, And now we want to, I want us to touch now on if you have been wasting your money. So we've also covered the fact that those who are in varsity who are currently wasting their money, what they can do, Mm. start learning the principles and start practicing. But if you've already gone past that point, you've already squandered your yeah. the money and the the uh, privilege of having your parents take take care of you and you haven't used your runway wisely what can you then do now um and this is in conclusion to the conversation the discussion we've been having the first thing i'm going to uh, encourage you to do is do not consider it never ever it's like what charles said earlier never ever think it's too late for you to start practicing Mm. um, financial principles. You are not going to get it right overnight, but Mm. as long as you've reached that point where you now see how the way that you've been spending hasn't been helping you, Mm. clearly, right? Um, And you might think that you have too little money to even worry about budgeting, and that's such a big mistake. It's such a con- it's mm. a whole conversation on its own. Yes. Um, I actually have a have a thing right that 
the problem with people who and because i've i've made little i've made as little money as uh nine this might sound like i was making a lot of money but i was making 900 bucks a day it sounds like a lot because you're thinking if you multiply it by 20 days, which is a normal working, working day, month, yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. a normal working month, it sounds like I'm making a lot. But you also have to consider that I was doing gig work, which means I could only have three gigs a month, you yes. know, or four gigs a month. Um, I've made, I've, I've been at a place where I was making very little and it was very difficult for me to for God to drill it into me but I eventually learned that value that you know when you're making little money it's a challenge for you to start being disciplined and start living a life of depravity meaning intentionally depriving yourself of certain things and moving with the hope inside of you that you know that you're eventually going to grow your wealth Mm. everything in life is seasons and I think it's very, very important for us to realize that we are in specific seasons in our life. Mm. And I've noticed with 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 the Gen Zs and the Millennials, we want to start our life immediately after varsity, like where our parents ended up. That's so true, and that that is a, a bad thing. And um, we we have got certain things that we would like to be flash and show and to, so that people would realize we are someone and if it, it doesn't make sense to you when i say totally that. so when you're stuck in traffic in pretoria i always did this i would look at the cars that's driving past me and check the age and the gender of the people driving those cars mm. and for some reason nowadays when you're sitting in traffic and you're looking outside it's usually young guys driving suvs right and for some reason i'm scared when i have to admit this but it's young girls driving sporty cars Mm, like in, mm. when when I was driving in 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 Twane in the like the inner city of Twane, yeah, that's what you see right? exactly. Um, and it's the older generation that's driving the fuel savers, the sort of economy type of class. Yeah, and when you go to their home, the big SUV standing in the garage, he's just it's just not liable or it's viable for them to drive it. So exactly. they drive the cheap blue motion, not cheap but <laughs> affordable. affordable blue motion, right? And I think that's that's one thing that that we do need to realize with regards to money. Money is also in seasons. There comes seasons. So nothing, nothing, nothing will last forever. And that's good and bad. The good job that you'll have now, the money that you're generating now, it's not going to last forever. And the fact that you're not now, for instance, even surviving in a month, that also is not going to last forever. Mm, mm. There comes a season where there will be increase. Uh, and if you're not, if you're careless with the money, there comes a season that there will be decrease. Yeah. And you need to be prepared for that. Exactly. That is unfortunately all the time that we have for tonight. We're going to cut it right here and come back with the devotion shortly right after this.